Dean Bulldog Richie. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Grand Final Week. Hey, Bulldog. Clarky. Hey, buddy. Doggy. LD. How are you, brother? I'm good. Yes, I'm good. Excited. Pumped. I haven't been out to Western Sydney, but I'm hearing it's alive, it's buzzing, and it's just how we thought it would be, and the Parramatta fans are out in numbers, as are the Panthers fans. Can I ask one question then? Sure. Grand final week and you haven't been out west? <laughs> oh, well, I went to Parramatta, but Kellyville, more out Parramatta, Penrith Way. I haven't been right. to the Panthers just yet. Yeah. We're going. No, that's all right. Yeah. Today. I just didn't know. I thought that would be part of the job, being yeah. a sports reporter. Yeah. And <laughs> a grand final. Mate, these days. You get out west. Mate, Skype, FaceTime, Zoom. Well, I know you live on the northern Bull- beaches. Bulldog's right, still in so COVID, so mate. Yeah. He's still, he's still <laughs> in lockdown. He's still got the mask on. Yeah. Take the mask off. <laughs> His car's gone. Got COVID. His car's not allowed that side. <laughs> Can't cross the bridge. Uh, what, what sort of car you got? Yeah. It's got COVID, uh, mate. Sell Rav. it, get a new yeah. one. The Rav Four. What's going on? Grand final week, and you haven't been. I've been to Penrith, mind you. I've been out there a lot all year, Loz. Uh, <laughs> that'll do, mate. I know exactly what's going on out there. <laughs> that'll do, mate. Uh, You're being mate, Do yourself a favour. <laughs> get out there. When Penrith. was the last time you were out there? Go Clark, via yeah. Liverpool. Yeah. Treat yourself and go via Liverpool. Go to the Michael Clark well, Recreation Centre. Do yourself a favour and go and do a bit of cardio on the way. A bit of cross trainer at the well, LC Recreation Centre. When was the last time you three were out there? We're going today, mate. We're at Rose Hill today. We're at Rose Hill. Laurie's a man across two bridges in 15 years. We're in the heart of Parramatta Territory today. It needs a new because he doesn't know how to get there, Loz. Now, listen, dude. Can I give you a pat on the back? Because I really enjoyed this story today. It's a sad story of a former Parramatta player, and he played in five grand finals with the club, Paul Taylor. Yeah, thanks. Loz, no, it is a good story in terms of um, him getting his life story out there. Paul yeah. Taylor was a Parramatta great. He played in five straight grand finals, 81, 2, 3, 4, and 6. He won four of those. And uh, Paul's revealed today, and I'll let people go on, buy the paper and, and, and read the story online, but just a, a rough appraisal of how his finances and private life spiralled and he moved to Queensland to be close to his son, Jamie, and his life unravelled and he became homeless. Mm. He became homeless. How's he going now? Because you, you don't like to see anyone fall on hard times. And I, I didn't know the story myself until I, I read it when I got in here early this morning and... Yeah, you just feel helpless that you weren't able to you know, know what was happening with his life. And I'm sure a lot of Parramatta people that played with him um, didn't know the story. There's some that probably did know the story. But it seems as lo- seems like now he's he's up and about and got himself back going again. Yeah, he at one point, Laurie, he was living in parks, the Botanical Gardens up there in Brisbane. Spent a night or two under the Story Bridge. Uh he went, and I won't give the whole story away, as I said, but mm. just briefly, he went to the Dole office one day to get some money because someone had lined up a job interview in Ayers Rock for him, and he was homeless at the time. Uh, he was stealing tea bags and buying McDonald's $1 hash browns. That's all he could mm. afford. He had $4. And the bloke at the Dole office said, um, no, you don't get any more money for another two to three weeks. You've had your money. And he, he implored the bloke, please, can you help me because I've got a job interview. And to the eternal credit of that bloke, he relented, gave him his money. He flew to Ayers Rock, got a couple of jobs out there at a resort. 
moved to another resort, back on his feet. He's now back on the Gold Coast. That was a few years ago, mind you. Back on the Gold Coast. He's got two jobs now, a landscaping business, lives on Main Beach. So it's a lovely end to a very sad era in Paul Taylor's life. And as you know, Loz, you, know, you and I grew up in that era. Mm. He was a tough little bugger to the point where Jack Gibson loved him so much he named his German Shepherd Taylor. And that's a pretty big rap for Gibbo, who's mm. arguably the greatest coach of all time. Well, they time. used to put him in the front line to do a lot of defending, didn't they? And, and swap he and Sturlow around. And Sturlow would go back and, and play fullback. And he was just one of those really hard-working players that got through a, a mountain of defence. And he was the type of player that Jack Gibson would have loved. You know, just someone that just got in and, you know, didn't overstate himself, but just got in and did all the hard work. You forget how good that Parramatta side was, Laurie. I was looking through, trying to get a couple of interviews during the week. Oh, what a wonderful side. Wow. You know, Sterling, Kenny, Ella, Cronin, Growth, Price, you know, Peter Wynn, all mm. those legends in that era. It's remarkable to think that from that era, 1986, when Paul Taylor yeah. played that last game for Parramatta in the grand final, they haven't won one since. But you can see how they had all that success too, can't you? When you start reading out those names, you just go, they're, they're greats of the game. Yeah. They're not good players of the games. They're greats and they could hold themselves in any era. And in any, you know, when you're talking about the best players ever to have played the game, that's who you're talking well, about. Blokes in, those, in that team that would be always in the conversation. Well, Price would be one of the greats. Oh, Sterling, Sterling, Kenny. Kenny. Cronin, Cronin, Growth, and probably Steve Ella. Yeah. So there's, what, six already. Unbelievable. Too. A bit like, uh, and I'm not rapping you, a bit like that Raiders side. Mm-hmm. Mal, Laurie, uh, Bradley Clyde. Clyde, Ricky Stewart, Steve Walters, Glenn Lazarus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the nucleus of an all-time great side. And they were. Uh, Gary Belcher. Mm. Unbelievable. There's too much love in this room. Yeah, can yeah, you, no, can no, you no, just, can just stop yeah. it? Ugly, um, Laurie. <laughs> Bulldog, we've been talking a lot about the distractions Para have had, even around you know announcing their their 17 yesterday. But what about this trainer drama with the Panthers? Will this affect uh, players? Does this affect Ivan Cleary? Is this laughable from their side, or is it a little distraction? Ah. Uh, it's a significant story, Clarky. I don't know whether the players will invest in the story, though. I think it'll probably go mm. straight past them. They're pretty good players these days in you know, keeping their group tight and away from all that outside external noise. Uh, it's a really interesting story because both sides have had their say and there's conflicting reports. But c- clearly, in my eyes, something happened on that field. Yeah, Something was said to Jed Cartwright who, from what I'm told, is a very uh, good young kid, well-mannered and quite uh, understated. For him to be that angry to front the Penrith trainer and physio called Pete Green, something obviously happened. Cody had had some previous issues with the same trainer. That's the vision we saw on the television that night that Cody also got involved. Penrith are saying they've got the audio and nothing was said, but the audio hasn't been released by the Panthers for whatever reason. They're probably trying to keep things quiet out there because it's grand final week. Mm. John Cartwright, I spoke to the other day and wrote a story about it, and I thought Cardi made a good point. I don't know what was said on the field in that moment, Clarky, but I think it's totally out of line for any trainer to go out there and start yapping to an opponent. In your <laughs> yeah, they, they can't but, be tackled, Clarky. But this guy's not the first guy. He's not the first trainer to have said so. Don't tell – and again – 
I, I have to be careful what I say here, but don't tell me, or correct me if I'm wrong, if Alfie Langer is not throwing barbs at the opposition team when he's on the field. Oh, look, I'm not saying they're not doing it. I'm just saying it's not right. Yeah, I, no, I agree with that. I, unless something, in my opinion, unless something has been said very personal, then this should be one of those things where, yeah, you go, mate, trainer, relax, mate. You're running Gatorade. You're not kicking the footy. You're not passing the footy. Same as, you know, I said to the boys the other day, I think it was Matthew Hayden who gave me a, in the Mercantile Mutual as a youngster, he was 12th man. He was resting for a, for Queensland. I got out. He walked the drinks on and gave me a massive serve. Like, it, because it's Matthew Hayden, you don't say anything. But if that's a, a youngster who's 12th man, you're going, zip it, mate. You're not batting or bowling. You know, you're running Gatorade. So, of course, a trainer shouldn't do it. But it's, he's not the first trainer to have done this. Yeah, as no, long as it's first. not personal. I think... The point John Cartwright made was right, though, that if a player sledges another player, you put it in the memory bank for the next set of six. Fair play. And yeah. you go, whack. Agree. There's your receipt. Fair play. But with a trainer, he knows full well he can't be touched. So John Cartwright's exact words were, it's the height of being a coward. Yeah. Quite strong quote <laughs> from Cardi. Well, yeah. But I get where he's coming from. Yeah, me that too. That bloke can say what he likes and know he can't get sprung, he can't get whacked in the next mm. set of six. So, look, their job is to go out there and assist with the medical uh, needs of their team. Yep. So shut up, do your job, and I just think it's wrong that they start sledging opposition okay. players. Mm. Uh, grand final teams, there's often a heartbreak story and it comes for Bryce Cartwright. So Nathan Brown into the 17. Yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because uh, I would have thought, Loz, that Brad would have kept the same 17. I, know, I get where he's coming from. He's an old... An old Mungrel mm. excuse the term Nathan Brown, and I, I love Nathan Brown. I love that old style of play and a gnarly old forward. Played Origin in 2020. I'd imagine, Laurie, that his job would be to put a lot of pressure on Nathan Cleary. I'd imagine that would be one key reason why he'd be in the side. Agreed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think kick, they have kick to. Kick pressure. Yeah, well. yeah, yeah. They have to. Um but again, I, I think it's an inspired choice. I, th- I think that a lot of people were calling for Nathan Brown to be in the squad week one of the finals. Um, but he'd had six weeks off, I think, with a broken hand. So he's had to wait, bide his time. And I, I, th- I think he adds plenty of aggression. I think he adds plenty of X factor. Yes, he can give away a penalty. He can be ill-disciplined. But you know what you're going to get from him in terms of carry the ball strongly. He's got a nice pass and an offload. He'll bring energy to the team. He'll harass Cleary. And I think a big part of their game has to be that kick pressure. And it's got to be just as important as when teams talk about high completions. That's just got to be something that's non-negotiable in this game. You've just got to harass the hell out of Cleary all game. Why do you, Laurie, as a former coach and an origin coach why now that just intrigues me and I don't know the answer why do you think Brad Arthur brought him back now he's had 12 weeks to bring him back and he hasn't he's resisted resisted what would be in Brad Arthur's mind to make that big call now oh just the style of footy yeah Um, and I said yesterday they've got three middles on their bench and in that first semi-final I didn't think their forwards did enough in terms of dominating tackle four and five and then being able to put kick pressure on Cleary. I think they front-loaded their energy for their attack, but they didn't actually go after Cleary 
when he had the ball. I think they conserve their energy. So if you've got three, you can limit their minutes somewhat, not by a big margin, but you can you know, not play them as long. And the three forwards that come on are all middles. Their responsibility is to keep the energy, keep the tempo, and keep getting it clear, keep getting out there and putting pressure on him. So I think it's going to be a big part of their game, kick pressure. And I think by having that extra middle on your bench with your rotation, you can afford to not play. If you know, you know, th- th- They might be able to get away with it because they might dominate possession. So if Parramatta are dominating possession, they mightn't have to use those three guys on the bench for long minutes. But if they're tied and they're putting effort on effort on effort into their game when they're defending, including tackle four and five at the ruck and then with kick pressure, they're probably going to have to rotate them a bit more than what they're used to. Because if you just save your energy for attack, those big men, Cleary will just kick them to death. He'll put it in a corner and then their back five are under plenty of pressure bringing it off their try line all night. Well, That's a long yeah. answer. Well, it's my segment, Laurie, not yours. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't mind. I can go right into it. If you want. <laughs> oh, the sledging got a bit more aggressive during the outrageous... It gets nasty, doesn't it, Laurie? I love it how they get on, on air and abuse each other off. If, it, if you're chipping, he just gets really nasty. Oh, dear. Who, who wins the... It'd be gr- like you know, the game of just gentle tennis. Whack across yeah. the net. I won. Yeah. <laughs> not real competitive, is he? Yeah, no. Nah, nah. <laughs> Settle down. Who is the grand final? <laughs> Why? Give us a score. Give us a Churchill medalist. Give us the whole lot. I want to see a great game like we all do. I just get the feeling, and I hope I'm wrong, that Penrith will be too good for them. Um, a little part of me would love to see Parra win. That's nothing against Penrith, but just to break the drought, 36 years, famous club. But I think Penrith might be t- too good. Um, I think if they get away early, they'll be hard to pull back. Churchill medal, I mean, how could you go past Cleary? But if you want a bit of value, maybe Coruscant, Fisher-Harris, there's a few, obviously, contenders there. Um, the halves would be a huge battle. Laws, you've got you know, Parramatta are at their best when Mitch Moses is running. Cleary just keeps asking questions. Uh, his kicking game will be spot on. be interesting to see whether he goes to Wonga Blake again uh, and just terrorises him because Nathan can be cruel when he wants to be. So I, I hope it's a great game. I'm sure it will be. The atmosphere will be great. It sold out in minutes yesterday. Uh, but I just think, you're asking my opinion, I think Penrith will win and, and, and win by 10 to 12 points. You disagree, Loz? Uh, no, no, no. I, I, I think it's going to be tight. I, I think it'll be a good game. I, I look On form, you go with Penrith every day of the week. But I just think something might be brewing with Parramatta. I think they could cause an upset. They seem to be at the peak of their powers, Parramatta, don't they, right now? Right now, they're in the best position mm. they can be. Even all their players, you'd think, are in good form. There's no one they're sort of carrying who we feel is out of form. Yeah. I, I think they're going to get beaten. They might have got beaten last week. That's why I'm thinking that they might save their best for last. Because I don't think they were anywhere near their best last weekend. I think they had distractions going into that game. Mitch Moses wasn't great. They just hung on. They defended really well in the last 10 minutes in a hostile environment up there and yeah I, I can see an upset coming Who wins the Dally M tonight? Uh, good question, I think it would come down to two unless there's a, a late bolter Ben Hunt was polling very well Nico Hines was polling very well 
there may well be a late swooper. I think it'll be a really tight count tonight. It'll be one of the great nights and one of the great Dally Enders. But look, if I had five bucks, Mido, I'd put her on Ben Hunt. Do you not have five? No. I'll lend you five. I'm a poor Paklucky. I'll lend you five as long as you give me ten if you win. Mm. You're not allowed to bet, eh? Not on the Dally M anymore. Everything else you can. Lunch today, boys. (laughs) You'll be there? Uh, Yeah, we're Rose Hill. No, no, I can't come on. Well, you don't go west, do you? He's going out out to Penrith. He's going out to Penrith. Any drinkies or not? No, I've got to work tonight. Okay. Oh, another gig? Been doing it all year, Bulldog. Cha-ching. Cha-ching. I've got Daddy Daycare. Okay. Hmm. Are you going to the United United Kingdom for the World (laughs) Cup? (laughs) No, no, I'm not going to go. I'm not sure what we're doing there. I think I'm going to go, you know. For the World Cup? Yep. I think I'm going to go with Loz. Another two weeks. If you're allowed a sledge as the runner, or whatever Mm. you call it, Drinks runner, or I'm looking for a gig at that. That's the perfect role for me. No one can touch you. You can say whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, Just got to throw a couple of bottles of Gatorade to the boys. <laughs> I run mean, the drinks. Hey. Uh, and if in doubt, head knock. <laughs> Come on, Doc. Stop the play. Stop the play. Get him off. Move him on. Yeah. Will he be coming straight back after the final, or will he be hanging around for a little sojourn around? He's going via Paris. Europe. <laughs> I've left a trail for him in I'd Paris. I imagine the fact you're not saying much right now indicates. You are staying? <laughs> Bulldog, <clears throat> let me tell you this. Okay, I'm all ears. My commitment is to this show. <laughs> right, okay. And, and you can do it from, and you can do it from anywhere in the world. <laughs> always has and always will. All right. Uh, I 